Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of QSR Cut. I'm your host, Danny Klein, the editorial director here at QSR. And so this week we are, I would say this is a, a different topic for us, although we, we have touched on this from time to time, just with different operators. And I think as you see the takeout space, the delivery space, even within restaurants, of course, with the packaging, this becomes more and more of a topic. So before I get into exactly what we are talking about, I will introduce our guests, give him a chance to talk a little bit about his company and himself, and, and we'll kind of get into the trends from there. But Brad Laporte, CEO of WinCup, thank you for joining us. Like I said, open the floor and, and just kind of, um, you know, let you fill us in on, on what you do there and what the company does. Yeah, appreciate it. Nice to uh, nice to be on with you guys and, and your uh, your viewership, Danny. I uh, appreciate the time. Uh, so WinCup is a food service uh, company who has been providing packaging uh, solutions to the to the food service industry for decades. You know, WinCup has been traditionally known as uh, a large uh, EPS or foam manufacturer here in the United States. Uh, we operate in eight manufacturing uh, locations across the United States and service customers in every uh, area, everywhere from retail to obviously QSRs to uh, gas stations, uh, et cetera, uh, across the country. Um, a while back, I guess in 2016, we started on a new adventure and started to um, started to develop new solutions for a problem that we saw coming, uh, which uh, really started with a, uh, as crazy as it sounds, with a video of a turtle with a straw in its nose. Um, and that really set us on a different trajectory. We wanted to build something, a solution for QSRs and for customers across the country uh, for more sustainable products, right? And, and we, we wanted to do it differently. Uh, we wanted to do it specifically around certified sustainable products, Rather than just a marketed sustainable product or, you know, this is better than the existing, we wanted to do it a little bit differently and actually have uh, full certification from multiple certifying bodies across the world uh, to test and certify and validate uh, our actual products along the way. So in 2020, right in the middle of a pandemic, uh, we actually, uh, our new brand Fade, uh, which you may see around a lot of cities around the U.S., uh, our Fade Straw was our first product. Uh, and our fade product uh, category was born at that point. Uh, so it's been a pretty exciting journey so far. Right. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Duncan is, is one of the brands using that, right? If, uh... Yeah, we've, we've got a lot of, I mean, realistically, uh, the whole paper straw kind of movement around the United States. I, I haven't met a product that's so universally hated than the paper straw, uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, uh, across the worse. globe. <laughs> right? uh, everybody liked the idea of not having the plastic straw, uh, but nobody really liked the idea of having a paper straw fall apart in your mouth. So, uh, but yeah, so Duncan was one of our first uh, customers to adopt Fade, uh, and we have tons now. We have, you know, First Watch. Oh, we have QSRs across the country now that have moved to the Fade brand uh, uh, strong, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So I want to talk about this topic of of greenwashing because I think it reminds me in a lot of ways of when the the vernacular better burger became a thing about six or seven years ago. And then consumers got very confused with what was actually legitimately a better burger. Does it just mean it wasn't frozen any longer or if it was actually something that was, you know, worth the energy some brands were putting into having a legitimately better product? 
But I think from this case, you know, we're looking at more from the restaurant operator perspective of, you know, sustainable packaging and products and, you know, then trying to figure out what is legitimately sustainable in all these options that are now out there, because pretty much every provider and company is going to say, you know, they've got some kind of mission statement behind that because you really can't go without it. So, I mean, how do you begin to determine, you know, what you're looking at if you are a restaurant and you're trying to figure out, you know, how you legitimately get into this movement? Yeah, and it's a great question. And it's a challenge I hear uh, in legislative discussions as well as QSR discussions. And uh, our answer has been ask for the certifications, right? So it's easy to put on a package that, uh, you know, that this is, I saw something the other day was it, it was confusing as heck. Somebody had, uh, another manufacturer had made a word up called biofading. Uh, and mm-hmm. biofading isn't a word, right? And they didn't have any certifications to back it up, you know, but the wrapper looked good and the product looked good and had a little leaf on it. Uh, in reality, it was just, uh, it was just a, a marketing ploy or greenwashing, as, as you say. So my advice to, uh, to your listeners and, and watchers, uh, um, subscribers is, Ask for the certifications. Fade holds 11 certifications across uh, BPI, TUV, CMA. Ask for the certifications, you know, unsolicited uh, or, or third-party uh, certified products uh, is really what you're looking for. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. I'll, I'll take the paper straw, for example. Uh, the paper is biodegradable, uh, but, you know, the, either the, you know, and we can talk about PFAS a little bit more, uh, but PFAS that exists in the straw uh, or this, uh, what's called polyvinyl acetate, which is the glue in the straw. There's more glue in a paper straw than there is paper. Um, or the agave straw that I've seen recently, which is chunks of agave suspended in regular plastic, right, without any certification. So it can be confusing. I, I understand completely how, how restaurant owners can be confused. Uh, but the advice I can give to them, again, is just ask, ask your uh, distributor, ask your supplier for the certifications, ask to physically see the certifications uh, for the products you buy. And then once you see that, then it's then it's real. Now, there's different levels of certification. A BPI, for example, uh, there's a great uh, U.S. certifying body uh, that will that certifies products for industrial compostable. So if your stuff ends up in an industrial composting uh, stream, it will uh, compost. Uh, where TUV um, and some of the other certifying bodies around the world will certify for home compostable or even marine biodegradable. Uh, and that's where FADE comes in is our product will actually go away anywhere bacteria exists uh, in mm-hmm. any environment. So there's different levels of certification and it depends what your uh, restaurant owners are looking to accomplish. Are you, uh, you know, you're looking for good, better, best, you know, type of type of thing. You know, I, I don't know if there's an industry that has more acronyms than this one. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I can't keep up with it. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, it's like the, a lot of times you see you know, FDA reports and USDA reports and yeah. different things are, you know, involving whatever might be happening in the world. It, it's just like you get one one three-letter thing followed by a five-letter thing followed <laughs> by a six-letter thing. And next thing you know, you've, you know, you've got new packaging and you have no idea what it actually has inside of it. And uh, yes, agreed. Um, there are so BPI is the Biopla- Bioplastics uh, Biodegradable Products Institute here in the U.S. Uh, and they have their own seal. Uh, it has a BPI seal uh, that you have to have uh, past certification to use that seal. 
Uh, TUV is an Austrian, it's a, a globally recognized, and I don't even know what TUV stands for, to be honest with you. Um, uh, TUV, uh, it is, uh, it has its own logo as well. Uh, and it will tell you whether it's biodegradable uh, or compostable, you know, in your home compost bin, uh, or um, in a soil environment, for example. So, you know, they do have logos that you could look for if you're a restaurant owner or looking for the package. Um, and if you have those if you have those certifications, like WinCup or Fade does, we're, we proudly display them, right? So we're not trying to hide the fact. Uh, we're not saying biodegradable without the actual, you know, uh, actual certification uh, logo on it. So that's what I would look for if I was a restaurant owner. All right. Yeah, and and I think um I think it was recently or maybe a couple of months ago that you know you all announced that you're transitioning the the core foam products that you have you know, cups, containers, bowls, lids to be more environmental friendly. So, I mean, talk a little bit about that transition, you know, because uh, that's going to the the VO or Vio brand here, um, yes. which is at Zaxby's, if I'm not mistaken, too. But yes. it, talk about that decision, you know, what it's like to, you know, go through that. And, you know, I think we, we have touched on why it's important to do something of that nature to, you know, have something very concrete, but you just talk, take us through that whole process. Sure, sure. We've been working on uh, that solution since 2011. Um, and uh, we feel, and I think customers like Zaxby's or Smoothie King, folks that we uh, provide that product to uh, that are environmentally conscious, but at the same time, they're still performance-based, right? So you can imagine having a smoothie uh, in a paper cup or a really cold Coke in a paper cup. Uh, and it sweats in your car or in a case of a smoothie in a plastic cup, you can see the separation between, uh, you know, the fruit and the ice and whatnot as that uh, as that product um, you know, warms up. Uh, you know, we love we love foam um, from a performance perspective. There's nothing better in the market. Right. It keeps your food hot, your hot food hotter and your cold food colder. Uh, and a lot of restaurants really love that performance. So we wanted to take that one step farther, and that really put us on the trail to develop Vio. And Vio, uh, we know that, uh, and, and this is a pretty regular known fact in the food service industry, that you know, 92% of all food service waste ends up in a landfill. Right. So we wanted to build something that ends up when it lands up in a landfill, it biodegrades. So we built Vio uh, and Vio degrades 92 percent in four years. Uh, we have third party uh, testing laboratory results uh, that that show that. And we wanted to do something for the customers that love foam, love the performance of foam, but still want to do something environmentally friendly. Uh, we started that and it grew and it was uh, taking over a, a sizable piece of our business. And here in 2023, we decided to take everything uh, to Vio, everything biodegradable. So that is WinCup's um, investment into the environment in, in this year is we incurred all of the cost of the new technology and we're giving it to all of our customers for virtually the same price as regular traditional products, just because it's the right thing to do, right? It's uh, We're a very ethical company. We, we wanna uh, be around uh, our customers really trust us to do the right thing. When they see something that comes from WinCup, they know it's they're doing the right thing. They know we're not greenwashing. They know uh, we have ethics that, that support all of our, in science, that support our, our claims. Uh, and that's just something we wanted to do for our customers this year. Yeah, elaborate a little bit on the, uh, the affordable nature of it, because I think for a lot of people listening and, and people that I've just talked to in the past on this topic, that's usually 
probably where they start, you know, because <laughs> I, I think anyone that you would ask if, you know, you wanted to do something better for the environment, they're not going to say no. Um, but usually the barrier is going to come somewhere else, right? And that's typically in cost. In and- cost. That's a good point. Uh, so the wonderful thing about foam and biofoam particularly, it's still the opening price point on containers, right? So uh, the last analysis we did in the marketplace, uh, paper and plastic were at least 27% more expensive than biofoam. Uh, so we're still the opening price point. We're still the highest performing product. Uh, and And obviously you can get it at a, at a discount and, and a better economic uh, result for your restaurant um, and a better result for, for obviously your consumers uh, on the performance side. So yeah, we're not, uh, we're not going to market and charging anymore uh, for our biodegradable foam. Uh, it is still uh, the opening price point in, in that food service area. Yeah. And the, the fade straws too, I, I think I might've seen them in Chicago if I'm, if I'm remembering Probably correctly. Did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit different, right? So, uh, the technology with uh, bioplastics uh, like PHA, which PHA uh, is called, this will confuse everybody more, it's polyhydroxyalkanotes, which is a really long word. I'd rather use the acronym in this case. Um, PHA is a new material. Uh, it doesn't have scale, so it's more expensive than traditional polypropylene. Uh, what's interesting about FADE is the new material is actually cheaper than paper, more expensive than traditional, but cheaper than paper. Um, so you get a better performance than paper at a cheaper price. Um, but if you do want to trade up from traditional plastics, traditional polypropylene to do kind of your part in the environmental side, fade is really good answer because it's economically better than paper and obviously performs. Uh, it performs just like a plastic straw. I don't know if you've ever seen one uh, or, or had one. It, it just performs like a regular, it feels like a regular straw, uh, but it's made out of canola oil. Right. I mean, I think there are brands now that, you know, they don't have really a, a choice whether or not they want to get off sure. of the plastic straw. You know, it's uh, so you see a lot of those cups now, as, as I'm very familiar, that are that are just the tops open, right? So there's no straw period in right. the Starbucks, the Caribou cups, and and what have you. But uh, I do think if you probably fast forward this um, five years, you know, the world of plastic straws are going to be. <laughs> I don't I don't know how big it's going to be anymore. You That's know, true. That, that's I just, true. I just don't know that that's a product people still want. Um, I don't think that. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I think it'll it'll be a little while. There's still going to be demand, right? So you still have, you know, uh, Americans with disabilities that will go into the restaurants. They're still going to need uh, some way to to consume their drinks. Um, you know, the American Dental Association actually prefers or recommends using a straw for drinking soda rather than you know, putting it up against your teeth. So there will be folks that uh, still want to use a straw. Um, we think that, that that number is still pretty large, especially if you're traveling down the road um, and don't want to hold a 32-ounce car cup of soda in your in your hand. Uh, yeah. Well, to clarify, I don't think the straw itself is ever yes, leaving but... the industry. I just meant the plastic straw. No, the straw. plastic straw is numbered. <laughs> there's no doubt. Because there's no reason yeah. not to, right? Fade, fade kind of checks all the boxes. People didn't really, the people that stayed in plastic straws that didn't move over to paper, they didn't like the performance of paper. They didn't like the mouthfeel. They didn't like, you know, the, the performance. But there's really no reason anymore um, to stay with, uh, to plastic because of, because of fade. Right. Really yeah. changed the world. Yeah, because I mean, I, you know, no one's going to ever drink a Coca-Cola out of a 
you know, curved cup lid coming from a Burger King drive through <laughs> So I know hard, hard to imagine that ever developing that way. <laughs> but, but the idea that it would be a straw that's not plastic, I think is something we could probably see. Yeah. And I think the technology, um, we launched in March, we launched our new paper cup, um, which is interesting because our, uh, there is a, there is obviously a market for paper cups in the United States. Um, but current paper cups have polyethylene in them, uh, plastic and line them that, you know, keep them from leaking. Uh, well, everybody thinks the paper cup is biodegradable when, or recyclable, when in reality, the plastic lining you know, precludes it from being uh, from doing that. It'll end up in a landfill and then sit there for 50, 60 years. Uh, we've actually take the fade, taken the fade straw technology and lined a paper cup. So now we've uh, launched in March the first world's first marine biodegradable home compostable paper cup, which is pretty exciting for us. Um, so the technology can be used in many applications. Yeah. So tell tell me just I mean just to kind of talk about this overall as a topic and and where the puck is going a little bit. I mean, what are the conversations like with brands you know nowadays? You know, maybe compared to even a couple years ago, a few years ago, in terms of you know maybe just the decision makers understanding or being interested in exploring new solutions in this world? I think the food service industry is is adopting this quicker than some of the other areas. And, and I'll, I'll give you my viewpoint on it, right? If I'm buying a straw, uh, we'll call it a penny, right? If, I, if now that, that straw costs a penny and a half because it's, and, but it's really good for the environment, uh, organizations are making that move because the financial investment isn't that great. Now, if I was selling a regular sofa and the new biodegradable sofa was 50% more and it's $3,000 instead of $2,000, that's a big jump, right? So in this industry, especially in the food service industry, because the low cost per unit, uh, it's getting more traction than some of the other industries, um, which is exciting uh, and advantageous um, to us. And I would also say that uh, you know, I'm older than you. Um, uh, so uh, a lot of the procurement or folks that were in charge of environmental sustainability or purchasing in a lot of large organizations are becoming younger, right? So uh, the younger generation have a lot more affinity to prepare or to taking care of the environment than, you know, the baby, baby boomer, boomer generation. And those folks are now in positions of power and their positions of procurement and, 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 and purchasing. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. We're, we're more aware, uh, it just because even the, talking about this podcast, right? 50 years ago, not that it would be a podcast, but 50 years ago, there wouldn't be a whole lot of discussions about plastic straws in the environment or, you know, greenwashing, right? Uh, it just because it's become more um, more mainstream um, and more normal uh, for information like this to get out to more people. Yeah. And I think on some level, that's, that's one of the upsides of there being um, a lot of competition in this space now too, uh, just because the, I think the operators who go in search of, you know, packaging and straws and things like that, you know, they're, they're hearing this now all the time, you know, from whoever it is that they're talking to yeah. now to our earlier point, um, sifting through that noise is uh, oh, I... that's that's the that's the other side of that spectrum but you know at the same time it's it's it kind of reminds me and we've done some podcasts on this uh, you know there being a lot of kind of uh smoothie and bowl chains in america but they're very not created equal in terms of whether or not they're legitimately healthy for you that's right 
That's right. Um, Because they could all serve you an acai bowl, but one of them is probably, you know, real fruit and the other might just be 900 grams of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. That is is true. So the consumer has got to figure that out. Well, um, the the consumer's got to figure it out from that side. And I think, uh, and this is just, it's not really my, my say, my place to say, but I think the restaurant uh, owners and decision, decision makers have to be able to uh, make that right decision for their customers as well. Right. So, um, you know, they got to put, put the good stuff out there and market it properly and effectively. Uh, and honestly, um, you know, we get pretty frustrated when we see products that are greenwashing, uh, because we are doing the right thing. And when we see those products in the marketplace, then that's, you know, market share that is taken away from us for somebody that's not being honest. And, and that's pretty frustrating. Um, but it doesn't change who we are and what we're doing. Uh, we're going to stay, you know, above board. We're not going to go beat them up. Um, you know, we're just going to try to get the message out there that we have certified products and, you know, you know, do you type of thing. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a good note to maybe talk about the future, you know, for, for the company and, and what you're looking at next. I mean, obviously you just went through a pretty big, uh, you know, effort here, but you know, everyone's always thinking about the uh, next frontier, you know, and this is a very fast evolving category of, of what's happening. So yeah, tell us what's on the horizon for you. Sure. Uh, there's there's several things that we're doing. Uh, one of the other things that's confusing to restaurant owners is legislative restrictions, right? So not everybody in every area understands their legal ramifications in their area. I'll take you. I'll take Key West for example. Key West had, had done a, a single use plastics ban on straws, uh, you know, several years ago. Uh, and, and when I went down to Key West, people were buying all kinds of greenwashing stuff um, yeah. because they didn't know what to do. Um, they didn't want to use paper because it didn't perform. So we actually uh, put a, an effort together to go talk to the city council of Key West to change their law, show them the technology of fade and then have them change their law. So, you know, that's really that's one of the things that we're doing right now is educating the legislative side of the United States of there's a technology, there is technology that's out there. You know, bands don't necessarily work. You know, better products do, and and technology does. Uh, and the more that we can do that and get those things changed, uh, the less confusing it is for restaurant owners um, and, and brand owners. Uh, the other side is the product development. We're so excited about this technology that we're developing all kinds of things. Um, and I would say in the next uh, 12 months to 24 months, uh, we're, we'll put a, a, a whole array of products out there for product for people to uh, that have learned about the Fade brand, that trust the Fade brand. Uh, when they see Fade, they know it's the real deal and, and that it's certified. Um, so those things, I can't really tell you all of what's coming, um, but I would tell you that it's, uh, it, it's definitely market changing. It's definitely industry changing some of the things that we've been able to, uh, to adopt this technology on. Yes. So, um, Brad, tell, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, how did you get how did you get involved in this um, universe? So my uh, my my family calls me a nerd. Um, my people that I work with call me a mad scientist. Um, so it's kind of a combination of both, right? I'm a, I'm an engineer by education and trade. Uh, I actually started in the automotive industry and then went in, uh, heavily on the polymer and plastic side. Uh, so I actually come from the plastics industry. And have been doing that uh, in that industry for decades. Um, earlier on in my career, I had developed a completely recyclable shoe. 
um, with 100% recyclable, there would be no waste made in the shoe. And that really sparked my interest on actually, you know, building new technology and building new solutions for different, uh, different markets. Uh, I went the private equity route, went to work for Berkshire Hathaway for a while, learned kind of more on the business side, and then ended up uh, at Wincup uh, as they were looking to transform their organization from the I'll say the traditional foam cup company to something that they could be proud of in, in, you know, for the next 50 years. So that's how I ended up here. And that's kind of my background on the, uh, on the, on the science side. So of those two um, titles, which do you prefer? Would you rather be called a nerd or a mad scientist? <laughs> I, I prefer the mad scientist. There's some negative connotations with nerd, but mad scientist is pretty, uh, pretty bona fide. Yeah, I one time had come up with, a, I was asked to write a mission statement years ago. And so I, I said that I wanted to become the restaurant magazine for the restaurant nerd. <laughs> and um, publisher was like, you know, I really like that concept. And I like what you're saying, but we can't use the word nerd. <laughs> so it ended up being the restaurant magazine for the restaurant enthusiast. There you go. Yeah, it's all yeah. on how you spin it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to gotta watch who you call a nerd I guess. yeah that's uh, true i yeah uh, although I, would, I i embrace it i i would say that uh and this stuff excites me right so i love to develop new products i love to develop solutions where solutions may not exist or didn't exist yesterday um and that's pretty it's pretty fulfilling to me and i always i tell my folks too we're going to do it all certified you know everything we're going to do is going to do you know be um, above board and do the right thing because that's that's who we are. That's our core value of, of we want people to trust us. Yeah. Well, Brad, before I let you go, um, I'm going to just kind of give you a chance here to, you know, if there is something else you want to bring up about the company or the industry as a whole, you know, feel free to. And then also for anybody out there listening who you might want to learn more, reach you, or just kind of find out how they might be able to get involved. What would be a good place for them to start? Yeah, I'll start start with there. If you wanted to um, to learn more about WinCup, you can go to wincup.com. If you want to learn more about our Fade brand, you can go to fadeproducts.com. That's P-H-A-D-E products.com. Uh, there's a really cool video there of actually our, our straw biodegrading uh, real-time time-lapse inside a marine fish tank. Uh, you can actually see the technology disappear before your eyes, uh, which is really cool. Um, I would say, you know, ab- about us and kind of what's exciting about us or our future is, you know, we're building, we want to provide the industry. We have, we have the largest, some of the largest customers in the country, right? We want to provide them with meaningful solutions uh, to problems that they're having. So, uh, that's really our goal. Our goal is to really truly be the solution for pollution. Uh, if your product ends up in a landfill, great. Uh, okay. If it ends up in a compost pile in your backyard, even better. Uh, but if it actually ends up happening to be in the ocean or in a river uh, that ends up in the ocean, um, not great, uh, but Fade takes care of that too. So you know, we really want to be that solution for you um, from a, a customer perspective. Uh, and we want to be a trusted solution, uh, which I think well, we've been well on our way to do. Um, and, uh, you know, for all our folks that uh, are current customers, thank you. Um, you're helping us develop uh, even more products and, and uh, by being a loyal customer to us. 
Yes, solution for pollution is better than my uh, mission statement <laughs> that I had come up with. <laughs> obviously, got you. Obviously, have marketers over there. So no, uh, uh, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that one. I think that one might have been mine in the beginning. I should have well, coined uh, it. I did uh, yeah, not invent Fade, though. This is such a cool name. Fade is a really neat name, but I can't take credit for that one. What is that? What is that? You know, obviously it sounds like fade spelled differently, but what does that stand for representing? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, PHA is the material that we're using, the technology we're using um, for the product. Uh So it's fade, P-H-A-D-E, incorporates the material and, of course, the end of life story for the product. That makes sense. Got to think this way sometimes. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, Brad, thank thank you so much for joining us. Um, It's really good learning about the company and, and kind of hearing your thoughts on what's going on. Yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having. Me. I actually want to say one more thing that yeah, that yeah. if you don't mind, um, yeah. one of the questions that we get a lot back uh, from consumers and customers is why did you make your fade straw blue, right? And why don't you make it in black or clear or you know to match my decor in my restaurant and those type of things? Um, and we actually thought about that. Um, in the end, we wanted to make it different so that as a QSR or as a restaurant owner, uh, you have the ability to tell your customer you're doing something good for the environment rather than just be a black straw that's made out of something different. Then you're not getting credit for doing something for the environment. We, we believe in not getting caught doing good, right? Actually do good and then let people know that you're doing good. So we, we stayed true with the color. And of course, Caribbean blue, everybody likes the water in the Caribbean and it's just a cool color. Um, but that's really why we went with the uh, with the blue color. And that's why um, that's why we're staying true with that. And then obviously that's important for for customers to know why uh, and then tell your folks why you're doing it. Yeah, that Same makes sense. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Great. Well, thank, thank you again, Brad. And for everybody out there who's listening, as always, we appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Appreciate it.